Someone who brought the new year in with an absolute bang, uh, career-defining performance, the best performance of his career, uh, former heavyweight champion of the world, Joseph Parker, who is kind enough on the 2nd of Jan to join us on the line uh, this afternoon here on SNZ. Joe, how are you, my friend? Good afternoon. Me, I am fantastic. I'm great. You know, it's good to be back in New Zealand. Um, obviously, with a good, good win to finish the year off and to start this year off with a bang. And um, I'm spending some good quality time with my family, mm. and it's uh, it's much needed after a long and hard but but successful year. Uh, and a busy year, Joe. Uh, what uh, four or five fights over the calendar? Year. Unheard of for a guy of your your sort of caliber. You know, normally heavyweights sit at about two fights a year. Do you think that was a major part in your performance against? The most dangerous boxer and the, the most dangerous puncher in the heavyweight division in Deontay Wilder in Saudi last week. You know, all of the opponents I faced were good opponents. They weren't at the top level, but I think consistency of of keeping like keeping in the, in the gym and keep keeping in the camp, but also the momentum of, of fighting often. I think that really played a big part in leading to that big fight with Deontay Wilder. He was very he wasn't as active. He was not as active as I was. But I think with the activity that I had really helped me with the, the end of your fight. You know, we're able to adjust a few things in camp, adjust the diet, adjust the rest, strength and conditioning, change it all up. And I think it just everything, uh, everything last year just um, was a success you know, mm. in terms of fighting and, and uh, making the camp a bit more, um, I don't know, just uh, 100% what I needed. It's crazy, Joe. Like 13, 14 months ago, the loss to Joe Joyce and what was the fight of the year in the heavyweight division, people tend to forget that, I think. And then, you know, you're in a position there where you kind of have to take any fight that you get. And now you take the risk, you fight Deontay Wilder. I know there are other fights on the table potentially for you on that card, but, you you know, that, that risk was taken. And you're now, according to BoxRec, the third-ranked heavyweight on the planet. Uh, you know, you, you, you play a high-risk, high-reward sport, Joe. That's what you do. And to turn your career around in the space of 13 months goes to show what, what yourself and Andy Lee and the other people around you have put into the last 12 months. You know, I think it's um, even if things do get hard in life, like you can, you can use this in life, not just sports, but in life. Like as long as you have the belief in yourself and as long as you back yourself and you know what you want to achieve and you know what you can achieve, like nothing or no one should stop you. And I feel like uh, I had that belief and I had the team around me and I, I know I had to change a few things and adjust. And um, But but um, if you if you back yourself 100%, you're always going to achieve what you know you can achieve. It just And things do happen at the right time. You know, it may not be when I fought Joe Joyce, that wasn't my time. Hmm. But with consistency and, and um, knowing what I could do, I was able just to, you know, with the help of everyone else, I was able just to keep going. Joe, the, the Deontay Wilder fight, a lot of people asking me before the fight and spoke to a few boxing pundits as well how that fight would go. And I said, look, if it goes 12 rounds, Joe's going to win like 100 times out of 100 because, you know, Deontay Wilder is not a point boxer and, and Joe will pick him apart. Um, you know, and, and self-admittedly, I, I wasn't sure if he'd be able to stay out of the range of that right hand. And I know he almost connected a couple of occasions. But, you know, when you're going through that fight, did you start to gain confidence? I mean, I know you can go in with the game plan of I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But when you started to avoid that right hand, and you had that sort of uppercut, that overhand right that was coming over the top, and everything that you worked on was clicking, and I could see in you the confidence growing. Did did you feel that as well? That man, this guy's not going to catch me. One hundred percent. You're 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 bang on there. Like in the beginning, you're always cautious. Like, is he going to come out firing? Is he going to come out and try to catch you with the right hand and get you out there early, or is he going to take his time? When is he going to try to put it on you? 
And I feel like after the first round, I came back to the corner and he's like, hell, well, how was that? I said, all good. He goes, are you ready to, to step it up? I said, yep. And then each round, like you said, I just got more and more confidence um, in, in what I was doing in the ring. And so I know Deontay Wilder is a big threat and a massive puncher and all that, but um, I think with the movement and also with the speed and then just not allowing him, you know, when he was trying to come in with his right hand, Andy said to me, fight fire with fire. And every time he tried to show that he was going to throw the right hand, I was going to show my right hand. And I felt like, uh, you know, sometimes you can execute the game plan and, and have a, a beautiful result and beautiful performance. Sometimes when you go in there, you can't execute the plan. It's, uh, you know, it's not the best night, but I, I think that night was our night. Indeed it was. And, and look, sport's always interesting to me at the highest level, Joe. We see in team sport, sometimes a change in coach, um, regardless of how successful a team is, can make a massive difference. And look, you had a tremendous amount of success under Kevin Barry. You won a world title um, before you turned the age of 25, which is unheard of uh, in this sport. But the, like the, the changes in your style, the changes in, in the advancement in your cardio and, and your combination work, uh, Andy Lee's really has made a really big difference to your career. And, and I guess the fresh approach has helped re-motivate you, yeah? Oh, listen, the motivation factor is, 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 is high at the moment. And I did achieve a lot of great things with, with Kevin. And real, listen, thanks to him for all the help and even win, winning a world title together. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in the position where I am today. But mm. linking up with Andy Lee... That was it was a great link up, and I'm still learning along the way. But then I think the biggest change as well would be George Lockhart coming on board. So I think those two together, I've I've, I've really found what works for me. You know, like the recovery, the balancing of the food, and also um, you know strength and conditioning and boxing, and putting them all together. And even like outside of camp, even now, even though we're in holiday mode, um, I'm still this morning I did an hour of cardio. Yesterday I did an hour of cardio. Tomorrow I do a bit of weights. But I think it's just keep like the importance of keeping in shape and knowing that. My body is what's going to be on the line and fight. So mm. in, the, in the past, I haven't been the best in, uh, in keeping healthy and also keeping in shape. But now I feel like it's, uh, everything has clicked. I'm, I'm more mature now <laughs> as, a fighter, as a fighter and as a husband. And as a man, absolutely. Uh, Joe, look, it's interesting. You've earned your way into a position now where rather than having to accept fights in terms of whatever's thrown in front of you, you take you now can sort of pick and choose where you want to go because, you know, you've beaten Deontay Wilder, uh, you've ruined the Anthony Joshua-Deontay Wilder fight, and, and you can kind of now be a bit more selective. And I look at the division, and we're kind of waiting for this Usyk-Fury um, fight uh, at, uh, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months' time uh, to sort of – and that will, I guess – plant the seeds for everyone to sort of see where they're going. But I look at the division and the Joshua fights out there. Daniel Dubois would be an awesome fight. A Joe Joyce rematch. Dillian White rematch. Um, Zhang, who's really tough. Hergovic, who's right up there. Like, is, is there, is there, you look at that and you think, man, this is this is what I've, I've worked for. Now I, I can have one of these big names in a big fight that's going to get me a world title in, in two fights' time. You know what? It's you say that because now that you're like I'm in this position, you think exactly what you're thinking like. There's all these big names, and you can and you can sort of pick and choose now. But the way that it's set up at the moment is that you know, a lot of the, like the fights now are being held in Saudi Arabia. Mm. They're, they're holding all the cards at the moment, and Saudi Arabia they they have certain heavyweights they want on the card, and um, all the cards that they have the different fight nights, and it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's like a take it or leave it type. You know, whatever fighter is available. Um, they'll they'll give the offer to you. If, if you don't want the offer, I think they just pass it on to the next fighter. So right. at the moment, there's still even though you can negotiate here and there, but it's more like take the fights that you can while you can, and take the fights that they offer. You know. Well, 
What I love, uh, and look, say what you want about sports watching Saudi, whatever, um, they put on a UFC-style card uh, for Day of Reckoning. And, you know, I've talked to you in the past and we've had frustration about about booking fights and, and, and things like that. But to have six epic heavyweight titles plus Jay Apatia, who potentially could be the most exciting Australasian boxer, um, I mean, I've personally <laughs> seen the guy's an absolute beast, uh, is really exciting. And, and would you like to see more of that where you're fighting on cards with, like a Canelo Alvarez or an Anthony Joshua or, or whatever, like more and more of that where, you know, I mean, the Saudi government managed to get Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren to work together, which which is unheard of. Like, you know, that that's never happened before. So is that exciting for you as boxer to know that we've seen this, the business model of the UFC works and that potentially this is where boxing is going, these supercards? I feel like the, what we've just seen in Saudi Arabia is the beginning. It's the beginning of bigger fights and bigger cards out there. And we've had this fight that they're wrecking. Now we've got Yusek and, and, and Fury on the 17th of February. And I think that, cause that's going to be a stacked card as well. And then um, they're already looking at dates in March and April. And so, so I'm going to be heading into camp very soon. I'm going to be back into camp to train for either March or April. And, and one of those, you know, against one of those names that you did mention before, or Herkovich or Joe Joyce or Dana Dubois or one of those top fighters. Mm. And what about for you personally, Joe? You just said you're going back into camp, but I know you've got a beautiful family. Um, I think you're the only only man in the family too, so you, you fight that battle on a daily basis with all those uh, beautiful women around you. But what about for you, man? Like I know that a couple of years ago you were sort of talking about 33, 34 in terms of an age that you'd sort of targeted that that maybe if you'd done what you wanted to do, uh, that that could be the end of end of your time and. I talked to James Smitty Smith the other day, and he said Joseph Parker is just coming into his physical and mature and mature prime right now. He could have three or four years at the very highest level. Uh, but but what 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 for you? Where's the motivation at? I know you're a family man, and I know that you kind of always signaled that that would be the way to go. But have you given yourself a timeline on, on what you want to achieve? Yeah, I, I feel like nothing past thirty five. What am I? Thirty one. Yes. So I got another yeah. three three solid four years. But again, if if it comes to the point where I'm taking a lot of damage and I'm not you know, if I'm not performing or I'm taking fights that I'm getting hurt and then I'm you know, the team and myself have to make a decision, you know. But other, but at the moment, my um, motivation is I want to be champion of the world. Mm. And now, now I'm blessed with the opportunity that I can travel with my family into camps and we can travel together. And so it's not going to be as hard being away from home because um, they're going to be with me. So I think another solid three, possibly four years and then you know, call, call, it a day, call it a day. And, and I- I mentioned his name, Joe. Uh, Jay Apatia, you got to see him up close and personal. That's the second time I've seen him fight. The guy is an absolute beast and has world champion written all over him. I know that he got ripped off a bit by the IBF with the title that he did hold. There was a bit of travesty around that. But what did you make of, of his performance and his potential as even a future heavyweight? You know, Jay Apatia, like you said, he's a beast. And, uh, you know, him and I are very close. Like, we're really good friends. And you know when when I was with him on fight week, there's no there's no mucking around, there's no like wasteful energy. He's all about business, you know. He's in there to do a job. He gets it done, then he's on the plane back home to spend <laughs> Christmas with his family. So um, I feel like he's he like you said, he's the he's the most exciting fighter to come out of this side of the world recent times. And I, I think uh, I think he's going to take over. My man, my man. A couple of questions to wrap, Joe. First of all, oh, what does your sort of next week or two look like? Uh, just time with the fam, dam, and uh, chilling out before back to the weights. Yep, time with the family. I've been I've been training every day, and I'm still going to be training every day. George Lockhart, my nutritionist, 
I'm going to be linking up with him next weekend in Ireland. And mm-hmm. I'm going to link up with Andy Lee as well and start training camp. But he sent me a plan where the food, and he sent me a plan of weights. And I'm just following it every day to the best of the best I can while enjoying myself with the family and enjoying a bit of burgers here and there, some <laughs> chips, some dirt, some Hershey pies, all of that, all good, that good stuff. Good man. And, and, and finally, most important question for the Warriors fans out there, how's the next door neighbour looking ahead of his return to the Warriors uh, this year? Is he still um, making mincemeat of you, running with no shirt on out, out in the, those roads <laughs> around, around you? I'm talking about Roger Tuivasa-Sheik, of course. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been on holiday in Samoa, so I've been I've been owning the driveway. I've been the fastest <laughs> one on the driveway. But when he gets back, I'm going to be busy, so I will see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Joe, man, I, I really appreciate your time, man. I know you're busy. You always make time for me. I do appreciate it. Uh, and happy New Year to you and yours, mate. And uh, have an awesome 24, mate. We'll be watching really closely and supporting hard. Let's have an awesome 2024. Happy New Year's, brother, and happy New Year's to everyone listening. God bless. God bless you too. That's Joseph Parker. Could he be a potential future heavyweight champion again, uh, JP? Uh, it is coming up 13 after 12. Still a lot to come. Your thoughts as well, guys. Double eight, double three. Has the Joseph Parker Deontay Wilder fight convinced you that there's another world title run in, in Joe? And I, I look at the division. And, you know, he was the first guy that Anthony Joshua never stopped. Like, barely took a punch in that fight in anger. He was just sort of picked apart um, technically by Joshua in that fight. Uh, and the referee had a lot to do um, with the outcome of that too, not allowing Joe to get in tight. But, you know, Tyson Fury, maybe one or two fights left. I think he fights Usyk, win or lose, and then fights Anthony Joshua, and then Tyson hangs up the gloves. Uh, so you look at the division... And Alexander Usyk is the only guy I can see there that, that to me, poses problems for Joe from a technical standpoint because Usyk is almost perfection when it comes to boxing. Joe could definitely beat Dubois. He could beat Cabellal. Zaley Zhang, very, very uh, tall heavyweight, awkward heavyweight um, that, that could pose a problem. He's just beaten Joe Joyce twice, Zhang, and we know that, that Joe had problems with, with Joe Joyce. Hergovic, very, very good as well. But there are fighters in that division that Joe can beat, and he's one fight away from a heavyweight title. He wins that fight, and he is back in the mix to fight for a heavyweight title. So what, what are your thoughts? Did the Deontay Wilder fight convince you that there is another world heavyweight title run in Joe Parker?